On the Move, Spinal Cord Injury Conference, the Kessel Foundation. Uh, Maggie, is this your first uh, conference here? This is my first conference. Um, I've actually been to Kessler a few times uh, for wheelchair seating measurements, and uh, but this is my first time attending the conference, and so far it's been great. So that, yeah, that's what we're interested in, your impression of the speakers. and So far, uh, I'm having a great time. I'm learning a lot. There's a lot um, research-wise uh, on the uh, topic of spinal cord injuries. Uh, I'm learning a lot. I'm my, what can I say? I'm blown away so far. Do you know Mary Shea? Uh, I haven't met her today, yet, no. Um, spoke today on the wheelchair technology. I Before today, I hadn't met her. Right. Well, we put a podcast out on uh, her presentation, so that's out there for everyone to hear. Um, I think it was really interesting from uh, her perspective as a wheelchair expert and occupational therapist. So um, I think everybody will uh, really get a lot out of that presentation. Uh, what did you think of this presentation by Dr. Young and Dr. Kirschblum? Uh, I learned a lot. I don't know. Um, before I heard their presentation, I didn't know that much on uh, all the research and all the studies that have been going on in terms of mm -hmm. spinal cord injuries. I, I feel like now I'm going to go home and I'm going to research more and follow up and really educate myself on um, everything that's been going on and what's out there. Well, that's the purpose of this conference. Yeah. I think it was interesting that Dr. Kirschbull mentioned that there, uh, even though a few companies were discussed in terms of mobility and exoskeleton and robotics and electrical simulation today, that there are actually 65 companies working uh, on these kind of assistive technology advances for people with spinal cord injury and other uh, uh, causes of disability. Um, tell us a little bit about your own experience with spinal cord injury. Um, well, I myself, a, I was born in India and adopted when I was age two, and I had contracted polio as an infant in India. Um, so. I've come across a lot of spinal cord injuries in my life. I've played a lot of sports and mm -hmm. competed against a lot of people who they themselves had spinal cord injury, but today is really opening up um, my mind um, and really educating me a lot on spinal cord injuries themselves. As and a former Paralympian, yes. what did you think of the yes. recent of Paralympics in Rio? Um, it was very interesting. I mean, uh, I, I, I think every time the Paralympics come around, it, they get more and more exposure, which I think is a great thing, but there's still a long way to go in terms of um, exposure and the media. Uh, but it was great to be able to watch some of them on NBC Sports Network, and uh, my hope is that it just keeps on building and the excitement for the Paralympics keeps on yeah. building. We were very interested, you know, the, the news story that uh, the Paralympians, some, some of them exceeded the uh, uh, achievements of the Olympians. Yes, yes. I think in particular there was in um, the 1500 race, there was four Paralympians who all ran faster than anybody did in the Olympics. And I think that story really caught on and it really showed that Paralympians aren't second-rate athletes, they're top athletes as well. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, so the Paralympics have been in the news. Yes the presidential campaign. There's been a lot of uh, emphasis on disability. Right. Uh, New York Times has a new series uh, that they're running on disability issues, which is a first for them. Right. So I think that there's, in general, a heightened interest in, uh, in the issues faced by people with disabilities. 
do you um, want to add anything to? Um, I, I agree with you. There's a lot more exposure, even from four years ago when there was the London Paralympics. There's a lot more exposure, um, and it's good to see that a lot of the exposure now isn't like these sob stories. It's more on. Um, it's more on how like we're equal athletes and we're we're um, not so inspiring. We're normal people as well, but we have incredible stories, and it's good to see. There's still some of that out there. I think, like I said earlier, there's a ways to go. Um, but I'm glad to see that um, media is uh, catching up and trying to expose these uh, real-world stories of people with disabilities. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I happened to be in uh, Europe during the Paralympics, and I was, it was really gratifying to see there was excellent yes. media coverage in Europe. Yes. Everywhere you went, where there was a TV, just like you would see, like, maybe, you know, World Cup soccer. Right, yeah. The Paralympics um, were on. Yeah, because I competed in the Paralympics when it was in Beijing. And in Beijing, they covered the Paralympics incredibly. And then I didn't compete in London, but I followed it a lot. And yes, the BBC, the Paralympics were everywhere. You, um, the Daily Mail, all the British papers, they they covered it pretty much as equal to the Olympics. And it's just like here in the U.S., it's taking some more time to get going. Um, I think that has a lot to do with the perception of disabilities. Um, but yes, I would agree with you that is. It's different in different countries. And then we're kind of hoping that if Los Angeles happens to get the Olympics and the Paralympics in, I think, 2024, that that will really be um, beneficial for the Paralympic movement. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thanks so much for speaking with us You're today, welcome. Maggie. Thank you and very we look much. forward to your participation uh, in this afternoon's panel. Thank you. I'm looking we'll forward to it. We'll be recording that and putting that out as a podcast okay. also. Sounds great. Thank you. Thank you.